Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. All right, so today we're joined by uh, Representative Joe Varengia. He's the chair of the Public Safety and Security Committee, which is going to have an impact on anything going forward with sports gambling in the state. So Representative Varengia, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. So to start, I, I guess let's start from the beginning. The Supreme Court allowed for gambling to be legalized on the sports side. Uh, in states, and states are doing it at rapid pace. We've seen it in some of our neighboring states. Rhode Island's done it. We see it in Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. So what's next for Connecticut? We've heard a lot about what's up in the air. I know there are a few bills up there now. Where do we currently stand? uh, Well, quite frankly, I was hopeful that we would be able to get a sports betting bill passed at the end of last year, which was in around June of last year. I, I thought it was important that um, the state get out ahead of this, if you will, um, before before other states. Um, but unfortunately, it didn't happen in the 11th hour of the session. We weren't able to get a sports betting bill passed. Um, I will say this. I think Connecticut is unique compared to other states because whether we're talking about sports betting or the expansion of commercial casinos here in the state of Connecticut, uh, it all goes back to our compact with our tribal friends. Um, it all needs to be negotiated. So as much as I would have loved to have a sports betting bill, flip a switch, get it on the floor, vote it, and be up and running by now, um, unfortunately, uh, there's more to it. So you talk about the negotiations with the tribes, and that's really stemming over who has control of sports gambling, correct? Yes. How, how are those negotiations going to this point? Well, um, I, I know with the the previous governor that after the session had ended that they were close to an agreement um, with the tribes. Um, however, those talks fell apart. We have a new governor, and I would like to think that the new governor would work with our tribes, work with all the stakeholders uh, to come up with a deal. I think it's important that this not be played out in the courtroom over the argument of whether or not the tribes have exclusivity or not. Rather, let's just um, let's get this up and running so that we could remain competitive. And I think who runs it is a big question. You know, we've seen in Rhode Island casinos running, but we've also seen other places, OTB wanting to get involved. How do you see that all playing out? Is that just all going to come down to the negotiations? That's an excellent question. Uh, quite frankly, in all my conversations that I've had relative to sports betting, it's been an inclusive conversation. I've included our two tribes. I've included OTB and our lottery, mm-hmm. state lottery, um, to look to see how um, you know we can we can keep everyone competitive. And another option that goes along with being able to go bet in a casino or in an off-track betting is the option to wager mobily. Rhode Island didn't do that in their initial legislation allowing for sports gambling. New Jersey did. How do you see that playing out? Is that something you'd want to tackle all at once here? I think it's imperative. I think if we're going to have a sports betting bill, uh, we need to be all in, uh, and we need to get it right the first time. And when I say all in, that certainly includes um, the mobile app in-game betting, because quite frankly, um, that's where the money is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And one thing we've seen is uh, we saw them lobbying down here last year representatives from the leagues themselves wanting a cut 
of the proceeds uh, and the revenues brought in from sports gambling. How do you see that playing out, and, and where, where do you think that would go in the long run? Uh, another excellent question. Um, I met with the sport league, sports leagues. I, I personally am against giving them the integrity fee, whatever that percentage might be. Um, quite frankly, by legalizing sports betting and having sports betting here in Connecticut, it opens so many other revenue streams for the leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are going to be well compensated. But, you know, what kind of struck me, at least initially, the leagues were calling an integrity fee, and they were trying to tie it into integrity of the games, et cetera. But by the end of that conversation, um, they admitted that really it was nothing more than a royalty fee. In terms of numbers, we saw Rhode Island last uh, in December brought in $13 million in bets. Do we have any estimates about the type of money we could see coming through Connecticut? The projections that I'm familiar with, the latest projections, it's projected that the first year uh, it would bring in $10 million approximately, uh, and it, it, it increases, and then like year three or four, we see it go up to 30 to $40 million. So in the big scheme of things, in, in context with our budget, mm-hmm. it's, it's really not a lot of money. It's not going to be this financial windfall um, to the state by any means. Right, but, it, but it'll certainly be money that hasn't been coming in that, that we will be getting in. In terms of... Uh, but but I think I think what's important and shouldn't be lost on people when we talk about sports betting, it's two things. You know, one certainly the revenue, but secondly, if not more important, it it brings it to light, takes it from the underground, Absolutely. makes it legal, and we regulate it. And I think that's oftentimes lost in the conversation. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I think we have seen that Rhode Island. You know, from reading reports of the Patriots being in the Super Bowl last week and having lines out the door. You know, those would be people going to websites money going off sh- offshore that now Rhode Island was able to take advantage of. So that's hopefully something you know, we'll be able to get in the near future. Anytime there's talk of gambling expansion, whether it be a new casino or, or this addition of sports betting, the issue of problem gambling comes up. Do you see any legislation including anything around problem gambling, whether it's more funds directed towards uh, organizations that help with that? How do you see that playing out? Uh, another good question. I think... Uh That's also on the forefront of the conversation. Whenever we talk about the expansion of gaming, uh, obviously it increases the issue of problem gaming uh, and and some other uh, addiction-related problems. So I think it's imperative that as we go forward with uh, the expansion of gaming here in Connecticut, that uh, we need to put our money where our mouth is. Um, If we're going to talk about uh, problem gaming, then we need to make sure that we have the necessary funds there. And quite frankly... um, you know, as we speak, I'm actually looking at all the different states who've, who've legalized it to see who has the best problem gaming policy and puts the most money uh, into a fund. And I want Connecticut to be a leader in that category. Do you see this issue of sports gambling getting tied up with other political issues related in the gambling space, whether it be a Bridgeport Casino or, or something along those lines? Do you see it all getting bucketed together, or are these things that could be done on their own? Um... I think they're all part and parcel of the same conversation when it comes to gaming. Uh, The reality is there is a political piece to this conversation. Uh, We have two competing, um, uh, whether it's a casino possibly in East Windsor or a casino in Bridgeport, and the various delegations that represent those areas. Uh, They're competing interests. Mm -hmm. So in in order to come to an agreement, um, it all needs to be part of an overall gaming discussion, 
particularly from a political standpoint. Do you, do you see this as an issue that both sides can get behind that, that could be solved bipartisanly? I'd like to think so, but it's funny because it's not about being a Republican or being a Democrat. It's territorial, mm-hmm. and this is what makes gaming uh, so unique from my perspective as a leader who deals with uh, you know fellow legislators. Yeah, it's not I'm not just dealing with the Democrats uh, supporting one idea or the Republicans and trying to find that bipartisan support. It's territorial, you know, depending on where they're from. Um, they're certainly uh, drawing the line in the sand, if you will. How far along has the legislation gotten? Have you started looking at different stipulations for gaming, like sports gaming itself? Like, you know, for instance, New Jersey won't let you bet on college events happening in New Jersey. Is that something we'd see here, or has that not really been brought to the forefront yet? Um, that's a good question. There, w- there was a lot of conversations around that very issue of whether or not to allow to uh, for uh, sports betting on Connecticut teams. I think at the end, um, the last bill that was talked about, we did allow for that. Um, but what we did carve out was, for example, obviously high school games right. or, or minor league uh, games, mm-hmm. uh, quite frankly, because particularly when it comes to the minor leagues, is that obviously those players don't make a lot of money. Right. And, and there was risk involved in the integrity of that sport. Um, that's where it seemed to be most risky. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, we, we got that information from the leagues as well, the professional leagues. Yeah, so if we had to just play some hypotheticals at the earliest, when could you see sports gambling being legal in Connecticut? Do you think by the start of the next NFL season, you'd be able to place a bet on a game? Yeah, I, I think by the end of this session, which runs until uh, June, mm-hmm. I think by then we will... Um, have some sports betting bill in place. Now, how long it takes to get it up and running thereafter, but right. I, I would say the chances by the next NFL season uh, are pretty good. Has any discussions been brought around the revenue that sports gambling would bring in, and where you'd be able to see that going to? Oh, where would where would it go? Um, some people talk about having it go to education, um, and you know. I think legislators, individual legislators, have their own wish list. Mm-hmm. Um, quite frankly, you know, I haven't gotten to that point yet, yeah. but um, we'll see where that plays out. Talk about teachers' pensions, having yeah. to go to teachers' pensions. Um, so there's a variety of different options. So just to kind of tie things up, going forward, you know, we you said you think by the end of this session we'd we'd have something in place. Between now and then, what's what are some of the biggest challenges you think you'll have to overcome to get that passed? Is it the negotiations with the tribes? Uh, yeah, that's our biggest hurdle. You know, uh, you know, if if we if we can come to some sort of agreement, uh, both on the casino and sports betting issue with our tribal friends, um, this will happen sooner than later. If if the negotiations break down and it plays out in the courtroom, uh, quite frankly, it could take years. And meanwhile, the gaming industry, the landscape around us has changed, and our various our very stakeholders here in the state of Connecticut um, will not be as competitive. Do you, do you think we've lost any ground in the marketplace in not having this now? You know, Massachusetts is 
quickly trying to pass stuff. New York is trying to get stuff through pretty quickly. Do you, do you think we're losing our... our no, I, I don't think for a minute. In fact, um, to some extent, it could be a good thing. Uh, for example, you had mentioned the integrity fees. Mm-hmm. So we really have gotten a chance to see, in short order, uh, the trend of, of how many states are actually going and, and paying for those integrity fees. It, it, had we did it you know, six months ago... Um, we may have been the only state that would have allowed for the integrity fees. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure you want to be that yeah. state, you yeah. know. So. Absolutely. So, Representative Varengia, thank you for joining us to, to give us an overview of where things stand. And uh, hopefully to all those who are looking to bet on sports, uh, hopefully something will get passed uh, this session. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Perfect. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Kotler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.